nice things. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... I'm just a girl who can't say no, but my name is also Paul Carmichael. Good evening. I'm in the terrible fix. Connie, uh, it was Polly, wasn't it? Connie Booth. Was that yeah, where you first found Yeah, Right. I couldn't remember if it was them or her or... Uh, do you remember the Beverly sisters who used to turn up? You'd see, you sort of see them age, wouldn't you, rapidly over the years? That's right, yeah. And there's a lovely thing in The Goon Show, one of The Goon Shows, where uh, in 1985, where they go into the proles area and dancing on stage, it's like, please welcome the Beverly sisters. Bang! The Beverly twins. Bang! Miss Beverly will bang! Everybody dance! It's a lovely <laughs> moment. Lovely stuff. Well, but they did diminish over the years, didn't they? They did. It may well be them, but no, it's, it's Connie Booth singing. Is it in the yeah. anniversary where the duck... Isn't she the duck distracting? One. Isn't she, she is. trying to distract? Because the duck gets trodden on. It's the one with the pissed chef. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Basil Fawlty and then he, it's the one where he beats the car that's the one it is and oh. they're all trying to distract the guest while he's running with Duck that turns out to be trial oh it's brilliant Fawlty mm. Towers multi-layered it's that French farce element it's just lovely stuff yes oh, love it. yes yes mm. yes it is I was reading about his he staged a farce I can't think who the French playwright is now but he, Georges he, Feydu, probably. They're always That's right Feydu. yeah that was oh, it Feydu. yeah yeah because yeah. he was reworking one with Nicky Henson um, back in the mid two thousands, and Nicky Henson is in the Faulty Towers episode, That's the right. psychiatrist with the yeah. Egyptian dog turd round his neck. That's it. That, yes, this, this your mummy, is it? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Oh. Ah, maybe there's an Egyptian reference there with mummy. Who maybe knows? there he's is. A, he's a but, clever man. Oh, it is. And you know what else I love with that with that series, especially the second series, is none of them run to time. They all run yeah. over, and they were allowed to run over. I think the psychiatrist is the longest. It runs to 38 minutes, and they're like, it's faulty towers. It can go to 38 minutes. Yeah, it, it really it that, was they Room to breathe. Rough, it's not, so. That one now, when they whack it on gold, which used to be UK gold, but now it's yes. gold. Go yes. on, laugh daily, it stands for, do you know? No, it doesn't. Uh, it does. It stands for go on, laugh daily. No, it actually doesn't. That's just some dickhead who's come up with that. Yeah, it yeah it should have a, a little Labrador UK yeah. gold with the little jazz intro. But uh, no, when they put yeah. that one on, it runs to a full hour because of the amount of adverts. In oh there. right, okay, yeah. Well, oh, it will yeah. do. I mean, gold yeah. is utter turd. All those stations are shite. I can't be bothered with them, and they make edits. Oh well, yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah, they do. The, but... there's, there's loads of stuff, and when they put a carry on or something like that on the advert breaks, are just silly why would well, they, you put an advert there yeah i think it's because i think that's because is it itv3 has an automated play out somebody can correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure you will but i think it's got automated play out so basically the brakes are lined up to time rather than the film and they just go like that. right okay i th i think it's right that. right that explains a lot yeah. that explains a lot yeah um, there you go but yes, uh, the days of cable television and live TV, as we can see over your shoulder, are long gone. Oh, uh, unfortunately. I um, think they might come back and commission me again. They might do. Just start it on your own. What, just make the, all the stuff myself? Topless darts? All of it. You could do it all. I probably could. Just yeah. just an assortment of wigs, different dead men's shirts, and you'd be away. 
and you'd yeah, be away. Would, that would so we, it, wouldn't we? We've been back to work this week, dear boy. We have. We oh, have. we, we played have. I Spy in work. We, it was that thrilling. We did play I Spy, mm. and I'm trying to think who won. Me. You did not win. Oh, you I did. did. I did. You yes. did. It's just it took a very long time. And by a that very point, long time. By that point, neither of us really wanted to play. No. So. No, right, it, yeah. it did serve its function, though, in waking us up a little bit. Just a little bit. Just enough, yeah. Because as, obviously... as our, em- our employers, in their infinite wisdom, decided that we must come back into work before there is any work to do. Yes, so we've had a couple of interesting days like that, and you know, yeah. won't last forever, dear, and then we'll be complaining the other way, you know. I know, but why can't we just sort of space the work out instead of it being like, Wah! stop, Wah! stop. Where's the fun? Where's the jeopardy? No, no, I, I'd rather it was. Uh, I'd rather it was long and thin, <laughs> rather than uh, short. Short and fat. And fat yeah. Short no, no, and I, fat. Short and fat. No, no. I, I. Well, I. I've always liked the Douglas Adams thing of you know deadlines. I love the sound of a deadline as it whooshes past and all that. And yeah. and I do. You know, I. Then he like... get locked in someone's cellar with scotch and ordered to complete his book. I think who that was, that was now? I think it was John Lloyd who yeah that in, sounds about um, right and it, I'm not sure if it, if it was a book or if it was radio episodes of the Hitchhiker's Guide I know when it, they yeah. did Hitchhiker's Guide the second series he was literally writing it whilst they were in the studio yeah and um, he got so far behind I think he got far behind and then Radio Four said oh we're not going to do it one a week we're going to just do, do them all in a week and they weren't ready so um, shit. I think in the last episode of the original run, they go to the house of the man who lives at the end of the universe, who might be God. And um, he's meant to have a cat. And the cat literally just has this sort of noise. And they're like, we just didn't have the time to do anything else. It was that that close to transmission when they were editing. Good old Douglas. Oh, fabulous. Wonderful. Have you heard the story that John Peel's producer, John Walters, tells about when he was recording uh, Colonel Knut and Lemmy? with um, Viv and Keith Moon so Viv playing Colonel Connaught and uh, Lemmy as his trusty cockney sidekick Lemmy brilliant things brilliant what is it breath from the pit yeah there's one where where they're sort of captured and Lemmy's getting away to oh go and get help sir and he's like that leave the bottle Lemmy Lemmy (laughs) leave the bottle (laughs) he's so afraid um and uh, so they were recording them, and it, it was on the Sunday. And John Walters tells the story. They were It was going out at nine that night, you know what I mean? Mm. So he says, one o'clock comes by. You know, Keith Moon's there. He's waiting. He's like, two o'clock goes by, three, four. And it gets to about seven o'clock at night. And John Walters is just, he can't, he's like he says in the story, he's like, you know, Mooney's, even Mooney's there. He's waiting. He's ready. He's sober. On t- anyway, about seven o'clock at night, they're here, this sort of, clink clink coming through the door like you know and it's Viv with a carrier bag with bottles of vodka in it and he's like oh so sorry I'm late uh, amigo as he used to call people uh, it, it was it was uh, travelling all around London trying to find an off licence that would take a check um, and he's like so John Watt was like right go, at least you're here Viv at least you're here right okay come on okay let's get in the studio and get it recorded recorded I've got to write the bloody thing first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's oh. that's the world I want to live in. 
Well, it's amazing how often it happens, because uh, yeah. someone we've been discussing this week, um, Stuart Lee, we've been chatting about him, and he tells this story about when they were doing, him and Richard Herring were doing a series called This Morning with Richard Not Judy, mm. and it went out live on a Sunday, and then there was an edited repeat the following Thursday afternoon, uh, Thursday evening, uh, where they trim it down to the half hour. But one week they moved the transmission to a Monday, the day after the live, and nobody actually told Stuart Lee, who was in charge of the edit. He just didn't know that it had been moved. And he only found out when he looked in the paper to see what was on TV. And he saw, oh, it's on tonight. So, Should we do the edit? And that was a very quick turnaround, that one. But oh, bad it bloody was. Nobody had actually thought to tell them, which is staggering, really, isn't it? Yes, they say well, it's because nobody in uh, BBC was interested in watching it, so... Uh, nobody, maybe. Nobody cared. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. I wouldn't have cared either. I wasn't interested in watching it. But um, <laughs> at least there was a time when people wrote comedy instead of just taking things, oh, I don't know, like Camberwick Green and, uh, and uh, creating witty YouTube videos where they just dub over the top. All right, la. Hey, lad. Hey, hey, it's dead funny, this. Hey. Windy Miller says, Koch, they are the anathema, the nadir of shit. Just shit. I I was really having a lovely morning this morning, and then you sent me that. It was dreadful. I, Scouse I wanted... Terminator. Oh! I wanted, to, I wanted to kill everybody, starting with whoever made that and ending with me. But everyone thinks just... they're really funny. I'm just like, what Why? the fuck? Stop because sending me these things, block. They're not funny. They're not funny. No. It's, it, there's, there's no structure. There's nothing. Basically, no. you know, just get Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's steal a clip from a film for a start. Can't even film anything. Steal a clip from the film. Take the sound off and then go, hey, I'm in the entry. I don't. No. No. When I was young, when I was younger, mm. let's have it right. Uh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the Ferguson Video Star, right? Mm. Mm. And it had a mic socket on the front, and you could press the dub button. Yeah. Yes. So, so me and my mates, when we were like fifteen, dubbed over a porno. Right. Brilliant. And it was hilarious. Right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> it was funnier than that shit. Oh, yes. Right? And it contained immortal lines. I still remember to this day, right? Like, Mr. Shite wants to shag you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, that, that is still funnier. It's <laughs> 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 still funnier than this. Camberwick fucking Norris Green. I, mean, I bet they don't even call it Camberwick Norris Green. Oh no, no, they were. Oh dear, I just like the sound of your one. Um, I did. Bizarrely, when you said that, I just suddenly remembered my mate Steve, who we called the Stoat. Never, never knew why, but we, he was called the Stoat. Um, his mum had one of those, uh, mm. Ferguson, with the video, uh, with the yeah. mic input. Ah, what, and by the way, just to stop you, we didn't have a yeah. microphone, so we did it by plugging headphones in. And using that as the mic, yeah. Oh, and you've got to wear it backwards with That's the. That's it, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have a mic either, but we didn't need one because what we did was, and I'm quite cross about this now. I had, a, you remember Channel 5 video? Not the TV channel, the Channel yes. 5 video. They yeah. brought out the prisoner. They brought out the prisoner and other things because something they brought out was the film. The Magic Roundabout film, Dougal and the Blue Cat, yeah, yeah which was still Eric Thompson. And um, yes. we took the. We took the um, 
the soundtrack off that and replaced it with uh, Derek and Clive harking back to last week. And that worked beautifully. Oh, I mean, man, I bet it did. Wonderfully offensive. The, um, that one where they're stuck in the toilet and it's just that sound that starts with Dudley Moore. You know, and yeah. then it just goes with them just screaming abuse at each other. Yeah. That worked beautifully. Oh, my God, that was wonderful. I must oh, dig that out if I've still got that. Great fun. Great oh, fun to be had. But before... better than the Scousinator. Oh, dreadful. I, I don't watch... I, 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 it's sort of like it catches you on a worse because WhatsApp these days... You know, if somebody send, sends you a YouTube clip, you're like, mm. you can see the title and you're like, no. Mm, yeah, not absolutely. Not watching. Yes. Right? But this is just a video clip, so you're like, oh, press play, and you kind of trust people's judgment. And it's like, oh, hey, um... And it's like, no. No, no it's the Terminator with... You know, and you you know, I remember seeing these things when people had sent you YouTube ones, and they're like 1.2 million views. You know? I'm, I don't 30,000 thumbs up. It's like, what? I don't understand. You know, we spend all this time thinking and agonising about character and would they do that? I mean, you know, these are silly burlesques that we write and they're just like, well, would this character, would he do it? Oh, hey, you know, it's just like, hey, lad, I'll get the lemo or whatever it is, you know, it's just like, oh, it's hilarious. Oh, it is. People love it. Anyway, nicer stuff. Has your nice thing arrived? No, no, I, well, I'm not convinced, right? Because earlier on, I went for a walk, just uh, just around the perimeter of the village, make sure everything was safe, Tracking that's fine. the electric fence. Always got to check. Um, and as I was coming back, the postman's there with the red van, and he's just putting things back in, and I saw what I believed to be something a bit <coughs> album-shaped, but I was some distance away. So Can you um, shout? No, I, no, no. Can't do that. Can't oh, I, I, I can't. The, I missed the posty one yeah. day. Now then, I can't remember what it was. I, I was waiting for. And I see. Anyway, no, I got in and there was a little red car on the mat. So straight away, professional style, I got in the car and drove around the avenues till I found him. Ah, oh, right. It. No, that's uh, good. No, I didn't shout because obviously not allowed to in the village. But um, so I, I walked over and I was very polite and I said, oh, excuse me. Um, uh, I'm just uh, there. Did you uh, miss me? I've been out for a walk. Was there a parcel or anything? And he looked at me and he said no. But ah, as he said you no, did try. As he said no, his eyes flicked left very briefly. Mm. Did he mm. blink? Apparently, people lying don't blink. No, he didn't blink. He just very quickly looked to the left. I think that my nice thing was in the van and he couldn't be asked fishing it out. But he'd have put a card through you, though. Wouldn't oh he? yes, he would. Yeah, there wasn't a card. No, 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 no. I really want this thing. So now <sighs> I'm getting to the point where I'm getting all suspicious and suspect that people are conspiring. Considering what the thing is, that's quite fitting, actually, as well. It is quite fitting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it I is. got nice things today. Right. Let's see yours, because I yes, come on. I I took your advice and Good. I bought some nice things. So here we have Doctor Who season fourteen oh. box set. Uh, which I'm telly. looking forward to after you telling me about the new effects on talents. Oh yeah, there's a lovely sequence there where um, it was always this slightly pantomimetic looking giant rat in the London sewer trying to eat Louise Jameson. But that's been replaced by a very good um, CGI effect. And it just looks like a real rat. And the great thing is, 
it's in the it's in the dark because they're in a sewer, so you barely see it anyway, and that makes it more effective. But yeah. uh, they've done a lovely job on that one. They've updated that one really well. It's got well. some great bits, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. Christopher Benjamin in that as um, mm. Jago. Well, Jago um, and Lightfoot, they're a lovely double act. Um, Robert oh, fantastic. Holmes. And, and they've made Holmes about five series of it, haven't they? Oh, in yeah, audio. they've done the audios before... Uh, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor. Oh, I've forgotten his name. The mm. bloke who plays Lightfoot. But before he died, I will remember. Yes. But before he died, they'd done about five series of it. Yeah. But it's got that uh, lovely line in it, hasn't it? And this is a great thing about good writing. Instead of mm. um it it makes you learn words. So I remember being um, years ago. You know, where 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 Jago says to you know Ah, Mister Jago. You know the mm. the stage hand in the Casey. When, Casey. When he says to him like that, oh, have you got the upisutics? Mm. You know what I mean? Have you, have you been drinking? Then it's high time you started. And all that yes. business. Lovely. So upisutics, it was just like, what on earth is this? Mm. So I managed to somehow suss out, as as one does, um, that he meant the epizootics. And um, when we had a, an empire um, and blokes went a bit crazy, um, they used to say, uh, sorry, when the animal's out there, went crazy it was right. the epizootics so epizootic is the animal equivalent of epidemic right okay what's the zoo bit there then animals thought so okay yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah. okay good so good. just by that lovely robert holmes line mm. of, of his knowledge no doubt I, I, i'm guessing that he had he'd heard someone say epizootics mm. uh, because epizootic is the sort of uh, british soldier slang for epizootics from right. empire so lovely? It, it's lovely stuff like that that a, a really well-read and intelligent writer can bring to things instead of oh, hey, lad, have you got dilemma? I think it's also because what you've got there is an example of a script which is going to make its audience. Now, you know, I mean, all right, we can we're allowed to enjoy it, but it was being aimed. It was always from the off. It was aimed at intelligent eight to fourteen-year-olds. Yeah, but. Whatever the programme, you need writing that will pull the audience up, not talk down to them. Mm. Um, I think whether you're talking about writing, I think teaching, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't go lowest common denominator. It should be a case of, well, if I've used a word you didn't understand, I'll explain it to you. Um, Or with telly, just that thing of telling you words which sound nice, because oopizootics is a lovely word. You know, to say it. The, the the feeling in your mouth of oopizootics. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely to it's say. Great. And it makes you want to find out. But I think a lot of telly, a lot of our telly, when we were young, dear, I think mm. a lot of the telly actually did that, if you think about it. You know, it was telly yeah. that that was written, often in a slightly heightened way, but that meant that it pulled you up. There's nothing naturalistic well, about most telly. Well, this is how telly. kids learn. You hmm. see, the behaviourists are right. Kids hmm. do learn by mirroring, don't they? Hmm. You know, hmm. so you, you'll see a kid will often gravitate towards a, another kid who's a little bit older than them and knows a bit more than them. So mm. they'll always monkey branch their knowledge like that, won't they? Yeah. Um, it's it's funny, isn't it, you know, um, because they say, speaking of monkeys, they say monkey see, monkey do. No, <laughs> monkeys don't do that. Chimpanzees no. don't mirror behaviour, mm. you know. It should be human see, human do. Because yeah. we, we are the species that are brilliant at copying stuff. No, absolutely. You know. I was reading um, 
Oh, I'll, I, when we're on a break, I'll find out who it was and I'll let you know. But um, it was uh, someone who was fascinated in the idea of nature and nurture and all that. And he was a child psychologist. We're talking turn of the last century in Germany. I must find out his name, but I will do. Um, yeah. And he decided to see what would happen if his own child was basically raised without the influence of other children. Because he, he thought that children would be inspired to do bad things by mimicking the behaviour of others. So he thought, if I allow my son to be raised basically in the garden with nature, without other children's influences, and just let him develop as a person, well, what (laughs) will happen? You can guess what happened. At the age of eight, he was feral, and he had to be sent away to a seminary. Yeah, yeah, well, this is is the thing, you see. There's a a responsibility, isn't there? Mm. Uh, Especially to parents, to Mm. ensure, uh, you know... I think I'm right in saying, and this is Piaget again. If a child isn't socialised by the time they're four, you 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 know if they don't um, if they don't know how to play games, mm-hmm. because that's that's how they socialise. And it you know when you're really small, it's a, yeah. there's a whole hierarchy going on there. That you know, and so it's kind of like right here's another kid. I'll be their friend because. They understand rules. They'll stick to rules, mm-hmm. which is important. Oh, it's yes. like with the rat studies, isn't it? Um, how the big rats, because rats play. Yeah. Rats love to play. But oh, the yeah. big rat will let the little rat win when the play fight in. You know, every, I think I think it's one in every four times because otherwise the little rat won't play. It's like, no. Yes. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. shit, I like playing. Yeah. You know, so, so kids, they do the hierarchical structure sort of develops, doesn't it, through the playing? No, it um, absolutely does. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I would say. Mirror. I mean, what you what you do as I suppose, you know the fascinating thing. I mean, speaking as a man with daughters, then yes. what I would what I would say the fascinating thing is you sort of you bring them up with your morality to begin with because they've got to have a baseline of morality. That's important, and you see them basically as miniature versions of you, morally speaking. But then what happens, of course, is they get a bit older. And they drop bits of your morality that don't work mm. for them when they've started to fathom everything out. And that's when you start to see, oh, they're not they're not just me. And they become individual things. But to give them that base morality, yeah. which is done through instruction, through education, but well, most of all you're right. ego, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. But what you're saying about through play, God, that's mm. the most important thing. Absolutely oh, important. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, all creativity comes from play. I'm trying mm. to remember his name, the Australian child psychologist, uh, Winnicott. Winnicott. Mm. And he's absolutely right. And that's why when you're creating a piece of drama or whatever it may be, play is intrinsic to it. And mm. playfulness, you know. And that oh, yeah. brings me to my other nice thing. Um, another one. Another one. I bought myself two this week. We've talked about this. Uh, the joke. We have, Milan yeah. Kundera. Um, mm. He makes a joke in, I think, I think it's communist Czechoslovakia. I could be wrong. But he returns to his hometown, and that's when it all becomes relevant. So, um, some—it's a letter he writes. I think it's either to his girlfriend or to a girl, and she's on about how you know the party and the rules of the party and living in the state um, is bringing great optimism to people. And so the joke is: let me try. It's going off out there. Um, the the joke is um, optimism is the opium of mankind. A healthy human spirit requires stupidity, or something like that. And then he, yes. he finished it with "Long live Trotsky," um, right. and this gets him thrown out of the party and all kinds of stuff. And I think I think it's one of those 
you know, especially with the stuff we were talking about last week, mm. I think it's quite a timely read, really, to see how a joke can land you in a position, a, 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 a it, what was it, politically incorrect joke can mm. land you in a position where you become ostracised from society. I mean, do you know that, I only found this out the other week, do you know the whole couplet? Did you know that politically incorrect was part of a couplet? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. So it's factually accurate, politically incorrect. Oh, that's that's the Soviet phrase. I didn't know that. Oh, that make, suddenly that makes an awful lot more sense. Suddenly that now makes sense. Yeah, right. So he makes a politically incorrect joke, which is factually a- accurate. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this book, I mean, you know, you just look at the quotes on the back. I mean, you know, it, it's. I mean, it's. I th- think i'm right in saying is it's 55 years old i think it was 1967 he wrote it but apparently um this is the best translation of it because that's the trouble isn't it as well and that's why um there are so many translations of foe's work but Mm. um gavin richards which is incredible to think that irene out of eastenders is the is the you know the prime translator of dario foe's work so apparently that's the best translation Mm, I'm no. going to devour it this week. Oh, lovely! Yes, I, I might actually. Now you've said that, do a spot of, do a spot of Captain Bertarelli on a lower low. I did love it. The more outlandish it got. What a mistake like, to make! Oh, superb! Wonderful. But he's great as well, Gavin Richards. I mean, he was was it Belt and Braces Theatre Company? Um, he was part of the mm. Everyman thing in the seventies. You know, well, I mean, his translation thing. of Accidental Death of an Anarchist. Have you seen the version made for Thames Television? Oh, yeah, of course. Beautiful stuff. The tea break in the middle, and obviously, oh, the the pull back, and you just see all the camera operators on their Thames cameras and stuff like that. Magical. Do you stuff, know? I but... remember seeing it as a kid. And, really, and and being like unable, unable, and you know, I suppose you could say a lack of sophistication in terms of what's possible with theatre, television, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. But it's sort of like they've ruined it. Mm. They've ruined it by you know pulling the cameras out and showing us the studio floor. It's mm. kind of similar to what, I mean, you could get away with it in the framing of Kenny Everett's television video show, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But this is theatre, what are you doing? Mm. So I do remember seeing it because I think it was a Sunday night job or something like that. It, well it seems like one of those things that would occur around the South Bank show, doesn't it? It does, however. But it if it's Thames. It's Thames, so. not LWT. But, um, you sure it's in Yorkshire? No, no, it's Thames, definitely Thames. I remember the cameras, but was it about eighty-four? Something you know, like I'd be, I, my brain is saying eighty-two, but I'm right. I don't know. I can Google it if you want me to. No, 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 no. no. Early eighties. Uh, early eighties, definitely. But, but I know uh, we've I know we've sung his praises <coughs> before on this show. I know mm. we have, but it's a great exemplar of how we know someone for what seems like a bit of froth mm. on television, and it's. Um, effectively being invited into the nation's sitting room as he was as Captain Bertarelli or whoever the character was in EastEnders that said Irene um, is built on the back of 30 years of seriously worthy and excellent theatre work Mm. that's a lovely thing isn't Mm. it to actually think of that career beforehand yeah, and then you finally get you get the payoff of would you like to do a low a low? Oh yes, it's so, so good a low a low. It's so oh, it's good. Wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. It's so good. 
And I don't think, because there was that one series where they went from doing six episodes, six episodes, 26. Yeah. And they suddenly did 26. I loved that. I loved yeah. it being on every week for that long because the plot for that season was just mental. I and like was... how they look knackered about mm. half the way through. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Oh, it, yes. They look absolutely fucked. It's yeah. like, yes, this is what yeah. we want. We do. We absolutely want that. You want to see the actors <laughs> oh, just about clinging on in front of a live audience. Yeah. That's beautiful stuff yeah. when you see that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the dance, isn't it? That's, that's when it's mm. in full flow. Absolutely. When you're about three months into a six-month run and it's just like... You just, you know it. All right, yeah. the scripts are new every week, but you know everyone. Same crew every week, filmed at Elstree every week, same studio every week, everything. And you're just going in there and you're, and you're churning it out, but you're churning out magic oh, every yeah. week. Whereas uh, now, of course, we churn it out and because we try and do six episodes of Corrie or something, we're churning out some essentially... Mm. But back then, if you, you're just doing an episode and an episode and an episode, that's, well, there's a skill there and there's a love and there's a craft. There's a real craft to all that. Oh, it's, it's, it's great stuff. I mean, how long did it run for? Eight series. Because I remember, right. I remember Alexi Sale uh, in one of his monologues on stuff saying it's been on longer than the bloody war. So Dad's Army is the same, isn't it? Absolute, it was Dad's nine, Army nine series. Nine series on that. Um, but brilliant all the way through. It's yeah. it's quite something. But this is when, of course, television was being bold and brave, but leaving things to the creative people. Yeah. That's that's what it did. I was talking to one of our one of our followers this week about the subject on, on oh. the Twitter. Yeah. Um and saying because I, I put something up about El Dorado and the natural thing, we've probably talked about this before, the natural thing is to go, that's shite. But if you imagine being in that position of you've had ten million quid spent and then one day someone in a suit says we're pulling it forwards from December to Ju- uh, to July. Is that what? Oh, You're taking God. six months of us. We haven't finished building the set yet. Nothing's written, um, and it's. I think for me, that's the first time where where the suits basically really pulled rank and said, "No, the creative process has to work around us." And Tony Jordan, who's a brilliant writer, tells this story about the first time he went to the El Dorado set, and he was only meant to originally go over and see the buildings, but. Because they pulled it forward so much, they were already filming. And he says, I was walking down one of the little streets and there was a monitor showing the output of what they were recording. And I just thought, ah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but there you, I mean, there you've got someone, imagine that, Verity Lambert, who's done amazing work, is told six months early, Verity. It won't work. We know that will not work. Only she could have made that work. But she couldn't. Losing No, but six... I mean, it, at least it happened. Oh, it got to her. Something got to her. And the amazing thing with it, of course, is that when you get to around about mid-December, which is when it should have started, and it, that makes such sense, doesn't it? It's the middle of winter. It's that period between Christmas and New Year where you don't know what day it is. Let's launch a brand new show filmed in sunny Spain. That's perfect. And when they got to that point where they should have started... They'd had six months and suddenly everything improved. The scripts improved, the acting improved, they got rid yeah. of certain people, everything improved. I didn't months. like sunshiny things at Christmas. Really? Yeah, you won't have known this being a BBC household, but you'd be watching James Bond on Christmas Day, right? Ooh. Or whatever it was. Yeah. And the adverts, oh, it might have been Boxing Day, and the adverts would come on and they'd all be for holidays. And it was like, no, mm. I don't want to no, hear no, no. about sunny Spain on snowy days. 
No, and so I used not. to feel cheated if a Christmas special wasn't set at Christmas. Oh, well, it absolutely must be. Otherwise, Well, the Jolly Boys special. out in 1988 Fools and Horses is set when they're off to the seaside. Mm, well, I don't consider that to be television. And isn't that the one? Now, is it that one or is there another one? But uh, one of them was shot on 35mm film and is beautiful. But there's another one which was shown once and John Sullivan hated it so much he didn't allow it to ever be shown in its original format again. Yeah. And there's multiple different edits of it. 1985 Christmas special uh, where Rodney meets this sort of posh, the daughter of a lord. And is it that someone... Is it Del Boy's basically a bit of a shit in it? He's, and he's like... He's really out of character in it, actually. Right. It's strange. There's... Yeah, there's a few bits in it where he's really out of character. It's mm. it's an odd one. I'm trying to think what it's called now. Um, yeah. I'm I'm tempted to say a royal flush, but I don't think it is. It is. is, it it? is. Yes, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, well, that's one of the names I recognise, and I don't watch the program. Yeah, so. Dell does some stuff out of character. So, for example, there's there's a scene right at the end where Rodney's injured his hand, and mm. Dell gives he like goes to do a handshake and twists it round and hurts him. It's just like, what the fuck? It's so weird to think. I mean, I suppose they had been doing it four years at that point. You would think that, firstly, Sullivan as a writer would have, you know, had the savvy to know this is out of character. But there's a, there's a few bits in it. Rodney, um, Adele takes two grand off the Lord to make right. Rodney go away, you know, so he won't marry his daughter. Right. And, and then he sort of, but he's... No, he, he gets a certain sum of money off him to go away, and then he comes back to Rodney and he's ripping him off, telling him it's like a few grand less or something like that. It's really strange. It's a very different. But coming on the back of like, uh, sorry, it was the nineteen eighty six Christmas special because the eighty five one is the sublime to Hollenbach, the diamond right. smuggling one, which is fantastic. It really is fantastic. I know you're not a fan of it. I can no. tell by the way you're pulling your face. Oh, but um, for the for for the listeners. He's pulling yeah. his face. No, um, no, no. But, so the the expectations were huge the year after, and then it's this thing. Now, mm. To Hull and Back is made on film as well, and there's no laugh track. Um, right. But it's brilliant. It's it's brilliant. But this one, no. And then they go back to studio and laugh tracks from 87 onwards. 87 is The Frog's Legacy, I think. Right. It's and a bit she- of a strange one, though, isn't it? Because... You know, if Sullivan had to re-edit it into something that he thought was acceptable, I mean, he he was writing it, so why didn't he know? I don't know. And what That's what upsets me about that whole period, there was a series in 1985 that went out, the first one with Buster Merrifield in. Um, and when they originally went out, they started putting it out on a Sunday night, and originally when they went out, they were 35 minutes an episode. I know because I had a video recorder and I taped them all, and they wouldn't all fit on an E-180. That's right. the sort of thing that you remember, don't you? Being oh, yeah. A, being yeah. an OCD kid. But um, they've only ever gone out in the repeated, edited 30-minute format. I used to go on forums and stuff like that, and it would appear that even the BBC don't have the original 35-minute edits. It's only about eight years ago I slung the tape away, thinking, oh, the DVDs will have... I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. And and that has been bothering me this week. I don't know why these things. Oh, it's probably right. back in work talking to you about old tapes. It's probably that. Yes. Yeah. It's probably exactly that. But uh, yeah, it's a strange. Well, dear John, of course, I, I absolutely adore that series, which is very strange because I don't know why. I don't know. Same writer um, it's, and it's equally fantastic. depressing sort of like setting, but but more so in fact. But I certainly remember well, with the that cast. one. The cast. Oh, the cast. As well Ralph as the Bates. Writing. 
Ralph Bates. All oh. of them. What What was his name now, the Kirk St. Moritz guy? He was a singer in the 70s. God, it'll come to me. He's fantastic. Uh, Peter, that... Peter ah. Denyer. Yes, um, Peter Denyer. Who was the, um, the top boy when it came to writing British pantomimes. Uh-huh. Um, who was from Police Sir, wasn't he? Ralph in Police Sir, is that right? That's right, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, he's Ralph in Dear John. Because Eric. Louise always calls him Rafe. Yes, is it Eric in Might Police be. Sir? But Belinda like. Lang as well. Oh, I like Belinda Lang. Oh, yes, well, you mm-hmm. would, dear. Would, but, I yeah. mean, the cast are fantastic. You know, it's mm. such a good series. It's one of those um, series that got picked up and remade in the US, didn't it? It did, yeah, and it's dreadful. Awful. We're just at that point where American TV was really sanitising things, Mm. really sanitising them. So if you imagine Dear John, but none of the references to sex and none of the bawdy jokes and filmed in New York. It goes quite near the knuckle as well, Dear John, in places. Oh, it absolutely does, yeah. You know, I mean, she's shacked up with his best mate. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, some of the acting in it, you know, I, the, way, the writing's great. But Ralph, I think Bates when Ralph played, Bates does that thing where he he feels stupid and he's slamming head his head into the wall. the wall, yeah, and it's proper violent. He doesn't play that for laughs there. He's, he's broken though in it, isn't he? It's so completely. good. If you watch the two series, mm. <clears throat> you'll see an evolution of the character. Yeah, and absolutely. it's how he can't even. He's gone along to this the one-to-one club for divorced people. He's mm. gone along to it, but even when Kate, Belinda Lang's character, you know, the Ice Maiden, as yes. Kirk St. Moritz refers to her as, for some reason, some name like Peter Morris with him. I can't think what... No, it's, it's not. It's the character Kirk St. Moritz, isn't it? Yeah, uh, It'll right. come to me, his name. Um, when when she is actually interested in him, he, he, he sort of... He needs to be pissed out of his head, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm I'm looking up the actor. Uh, Kirk St. Moritz was play- Peter Blake. Peter, how could how could you forget that name, Peter? How Blake? could you forget that? So you got um, Peter Blake, put, uh, Peter Blake, Peter Denyer, uh, Ralph Bates, no longer with us, any of them, which is a, no. a shame. No, because, no, no. And there's a wonderful series, only two series of it, and a Christmas special. There was a Christmas special actually, yeah, yes, yeah, oh, where he goes around to Kirk's house and Kirk's living with his mum, and he's got the plaster on his glasses and his oh. mum's like really she she's like raises her hand and Kirk flinches yes oh <clears throat> and, but that's a beautiful character study because yeah. it's two actors playing it you know mm. it's a, it's like with Steptoe it's two actors not comedians so they're looking for the truth yeah and I think Ralph Bates and Peter Blake in that they they mine that for all of its dramatic worth then they play the gags you know well, it's, it's oh, fantastic we need to take a break I'm sorry to cork your juices, dear. We do, we do. This is about to end. So, um, yeah, we shall continue this uh, examination after the break. After the break. Way down deep in the middle of the Congo, a hippo took an every the rubber and a mango. He stuck it with the others and he danced it in the tango. The rhino said, I know, we'll call it Umbango. Umbango, the trigger in the Congo. Python picked the passion from the mama, said the mandarin, the parapet, and pandas got the bongo. Good to land it is. So when it comes to sun and fun and goodness in the jungle, they all prefer the sunny, funny one they call Umbango. Libby's Umbango. High juice drinks. Free from artificial ingredients. 
That's a very good point. Ah, yes, so we've uh, we've both enjoyed some um, food. We have. We have. We both ate some food there. Independently of each other, we had some cheese, Mm. which is always, that's a very nice thing. What did you have? I had some Mars Dam. Oh. I love Mars Dam. Mm. They, they do oh, it in yeah. slices at Aldi and Lidl, but they used to do it in blocks at uh, Aldi years ago. But they only do the slices now. Um, I think it's Dutch. I'm not sure. Sounds Dutch, but that could be the way that you're saying it. Could be. What did you have? Uh, I, oh, just a little brie, just some brie on um, on a very boring rye vita. But um, you've, got to, you've got to have. I know, but you've got to have brie on something, otherwise you're just eating it by the spoonful. Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you what I do. Go on. And this is a, a cunning way to get around my greed uh, need and also to try and stay keto. So I will get a slice of Mars Dam mm. and I will spread <coughs> brie onto half of it, fold the slice over so it's a sort of sandwich. Oh. So you see, because I think that Part of what is what we have as humans, mm. I think we've got this need to control, right? And okay. I think that when we look at a plate of food, I think that one of the functions that bread fulfills is it enables us to sort of gather aspects of said meal onto a slice of bread, fold it over and contain it. Then we've got a perfect vehicle to ram it into our gobs. Right. It's a theory. Uh, it, it, it could be that. It's quite Apart from possible. bread being delicious. Well, bread is very nice, isn't it? That's the other bread thing. is but delicious. Yes, it could be that. Was it? Was it? It was Cornish pasties, wasn't it? That, that shape yeah. because they used to drop them down the mines. So yeah, and one end of it was savoury, and the other sweet. Oh. You meant to break them in half, weren't you? Mm. Oh, I like that idea. I like well, that. Originally, no, pies. Yeah. But originally, pies were instead of plates, weren't they? And the the pastry wasn't edible. It wasn't meant to be eaten. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, what a foolish waste. That is a foolish waste. I would feel very clever if you were the first person who accidentally ate something and thought, oh, yeah, like the skin. I suggest everyone. Absolutely not, of course. We discussed that. We we know two people. We know somebody who eats uh, the skin on brie. But we also know someone who this week decided that he would try and eat cheese and has almost died of a cheese overdose. Well, this is what happens, you know, if you've got a bad stomach, don't eat cheese, say I, if it irritates it. Well, wasn't one of them sort of some sort of cheddar with jalapeno peppers or something? Yeah, that dirty. that stuff will fuck you right over. I mean, Absolutely. you can get you can get Mexicana, which is all right, and you can get a few of these supermarket sort of combinations of chili and uh, cheddar. But I've had the odd one that is absolutely, and I love chili, and it's too mm. hot. It's just like that, that ain't even edible. It's not even enjoyable. Yeah. You know. I can't do that. I can't do the whole hot food thing. I've never been able to... I don't see the point of food that hurts you. I don't get I it. I do love chilies. Have you ever eaten anything with Naga chilli in it? I very, very much doubt it. Isn't she a oh. BBC breakfast reporter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Um, um, <laughs> yes, she tastes delicious. Um, well, Naga chilli is very different. <laughs> <laughs> to normal chili it really is it's it's got its own flavor to it right okay. it's it's very different so if you're ever ordering a curry and they have a nagger on the menu get it it's what gorgeous. about what about if i just stick with a korma though? oh because... no no but no. it's not gonna hurt me i mean I, I had a curry years ago 
And I don't know what it was. I took one mouthful and thought, no, I will die. I'm not touching that. But absolutely not. But then I dribbled automatically. And it wasn't that I dribbled because I'm unwell or something. It was just everything came. So I did that. I scooped the food from my chin and my fingers started burning. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's not. Because that's. Because it's going to do that to my inside. I'll probably burn a hole straight through from my. Yeah, you thought it was not going in. To my anus. I'm not having it. No, I must admit. I remember once I was uh, down at Rupert's and I made my standard sort of curry, which is a uh, Gujarati cabbage and a uh, beef, uh, no chicken madras and uh, taka dal. They're the three I tend to go for because people, mm. people literally. I mean, three years ago when I was in Edinburgh on a Sunday night at my place in Leith, where I was staying, I used to do like a, a curry social. It was called, mm. and people would be just begging for more of the cabbage. You wouldn't believe that, would you? That people would like, what's this? What is this? Because it's genuinely one of the most interesting uh, dishes you'll ever eat. It's but a, it's hot, isn't it? Then not at all, not at all, not this one. It's it's sort of so. What you get is you get the oil, heat the oil right. up. You yeah, put yeah. in black mustard seed, a pinch of asafoetida, and a dried red chili, and then into that you put in shredded cabbage, carrot, and onion. You stir that round for a bit till it's done, and then you put in half a teaspoon of salt. Uh, juice of half a lemon and some very thinly sliced green finger chilies. So as you can guess here, no, hear me out. As you can, and by the way, for some reason the green chilies don't have any heat at the end. But because it's easily identifiable, you don't need to eat the chili, do you? But it, if it's got no heat by the end of it, why not just put something in that looks like it, like a runner bean? Because it flavours it. Chili isn't just heat. The no, oil a lot from of the chilies. Flavors it. A lot of it's heat. Anyway, handful of fresh coriander, beautiful. Yeah. People, yeah. people would go for that. Anyway, what was I saying? Ah, so Rupert had a jar mm. of green chili uh, pickle, right? right? Which is, you know, you know Indian pickles, like. Um, but this was full of complete green chilies. During the meal, I ate half a jar of it. Oh my oh. god! I, I literally spent the rest of the evening in the toilet. I was going to say skip forward to the next morning, but maybe that's not necessary. No, just... couldn't make it that far. It was agony. What? I still, I still, the, I still at the second half of the jar yeah, the next night. But what's the point? That's where I, I get confused. Food's meant to be nice, okay? It's meant to keep you going and all that, and that's why I approve of this high fiber diet. Is it? Yeah, high fiber high diet. Protein. You know, high protein. That's the fella. Yeah. High fibres when you eat all bran. Yes. But no, the high protein diet. I approve of that. It's just meat and cheese and stuff like that. That's lovely. Full. But none of it's going to try and kill me or no. make my anus prolapse. What it is, is, about to say it's speaking in witness. What it is, mm. is, right, mate? Yeah. Uh, what it is, is, there's a chemical compound in peppers called capsicana. Mm. And certain people like certain things. And me, I'm like, if I have something with capsicana, it's more, 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 more. And that's it. That's the reason. So some well, That's the reason why got... people are addicted to hot food, especially with chilli in. It's because of the capsicana that into So it. what What do you think? What's your brain doing? Right, when you take a big swig of this stuff, right, and, and suddenly it feels like you're dying. What, okay. what do you think at that moment? Don't you think ever, oh, I probably shouldn't do this again? Because if I eat something that no. I think I'm, is going to kill me, then I think we'll probably not have that next time we come to the Indian restaurant. <laughs> not at all. No, I, I. you see, you've got to remember there was an old me and a, new, and, a, and, a, and a me now. So old me, during a curry, 
when we went out, I would do about nine to ten pints. Ah, okay. So with virtually every few mouthfuls, I'd down half a pint of beer. Right. Cobra, okay. of course. Oh, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed the fact... It's like for the same reason. I used to like smoking weed because the weed made me feel anxious and it was like, oh, right, I need to have a drink now to, to calm it down. You mm. know, So it was kind of like, well, you know that weed is going to make you feel anxious, so that will make you drink a lot. Why not just not smoke the weed? It's like... Yeah, but I need the drink, man, because I feel anxious. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Don't smoke the weed in the... No, because... So, so it's it's that sort of thing. It's like one... You cause a problem, and then you deal with it with other things. And the next thing you know, you're lying flat out in a lavatory whilst Mrs. McCluskey is looking over you, and you're doing the Just Say No record. Just that's say where no. that thing... Just say that's... more. That would have been my, uh, my <laughs> motto, just say more. Well, more. apparently apparently, some of the shenanigans when they were all taken over to the White House were to meet Nancy Reagan. There was a little bit of just saying more, but I'm not I'm not going further on that when we're being Oh, recorded. I see. Were you there? Uh, oh, no. No, I, no, you know what would have happened? They would have come round auditioning for Grange Hill, and I would have gone, oh, common. No, I would have mm. done that. It would have been that again, wouldn't it? You, you could have been Danny. The Who's Scouse? Danny? No, he wasn't the Scouse boy. He was the weird one, wasn't he? Wasn't he the one who died in the back of Mr. Bronson's car? That's him, yeah. Yeah, Kendall! Oh, I remember him shouting yeah. Kendall at no, the top No, you could of his have voice. been Ziggy. No. The no, Scouse I, one. But I can't do the accent. You could have been well. doing the uh, Camberwick Norris Green vids now. But, oh, I hey. uh, no, no, I couldn't Lad. have done that. No, I absolutely no. could not have done that. No, um, but cheese. Yes, cheese yes. is a very nice thing. Cheese yes, is so. lovely. Well, Indian cheese as well. Paneer, paneer is lovely. It's not hot whatsoever. And okay. if you get a nice uh, paneer shaslik, which is on the skewer, which is like cubes of paneer with mm. uh, peppers and mushrooms, delicious. I don't understand this at all, actually. I've just been thinking about that when you said Indian cheese, and I suddenly thought India's very hot. Mm. Why make why make things hotter? Because that's well, it's a what strange that does. thing, isn't it? Because peppers are new world food. Chilies yeah. must have been brought there after yeah. uh, the discovery of the Americas. So, what did they put in the food before that? I mean, so oh, they've got all the spices, though, haven't you? Mm, You've yeah. got all the spices like cumin and coriander and fennel. And, but um, I imagine and it wouldn't like be that, that difficult to find out what an Indian diet prior to the, what, 1500s would have been. I mean, we can look at what we would have eaten in this country and suddenly you're looking at, oh, a cockatrice. Oh, I'd love yes. to eat a cockatrice. Well, to we took coriander to India. Yeah. Which is, that's another thing that's ubiquitous with Indian food. Mm. And we brought coriander to the uh, subcontinent because it didn't grow very well here and we took it over there and brrr, you oh, know. Right. Have you ever grown coriander? No, I... I'm not sure because my, my my herb table is just there. I don't think I've got any coriander. It gets very leggy and seedy and crap. Right. Okay. Oh, but is that because fenugreek. of the climate here, or is that just yeah, what it does? Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it suits it suits it in the subcontinent far more. Okay. Yeah. But yes, cheese. We like cheese. We love cheese. We love cheese. I've been eating so much cheese of late. Mm, oh, yes. I am. Do you like uh, borsan? At the moment, do you know what? I'm just being incredibly experimental with cheese and just going, try, with whatever. So, I, I mean, I've had borsan, it's fine. There's a part of me that feels... Mm, it's not quite garlicky enough whenever I've bought it. Mm. Mm, have you had the I original like... garlic Lancashire? No. Ooh. 
So it's Lancashire cheese, but it's not a crumbly one. It's weird. So there's two different types of Lancashire cheese. Join us for more cheese talk next week. Um, yeah. So you can get a crumbly one and you can get a sort of a firm Lancashire. Mm. Um, and um, I think it's Singleton's do a ga- original garlic Lancashire. Oh, that sounds like I'm going to have to try and track that down. But here's the thing. You won't touch the blue cheeses. and the Don't like cheese. filth. Taste the paint. Right. Now then, this is a bit of a stretch here. I'll admit mm. that straight away. It's a bit of a reach. But have we got here possibly something? Because it smells a bit disgusting. Yeah, Horrible. So is this possibly... Because obviously you're not keen on issues to do with excretia. Mm, and things scatological, like that. no, no. Which we've already determined was probably the difference between the old Catholic Protestant thing. So, potentially. Potentially. So potentially, as a Catholic, are you not able to eat blue cheese? Is that part of the reason? Well, maybe the blue has its affiliations with the royals and oh, uh, and the 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 Church of Protestantism. Maybe it's Lutheran cheese. I'm not sure. Maybe it's um, that. No, it just doesn't taste nice. My mum used to. Is the one that's got red paint in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's but, that called? Oh, I don't know. No. But I'll get some today and find out. But, <laughs> but what I'm thinking... Yeah, no, that's that's just... Bit, so is it is it the taste or the smell? Because I found the taste and smell are very different. The, the smell can be absolutely disgusting. But when you get it in your mouth and it, it activates something at the back of your jowls and yeah, makes them... Yeah, I don't You end up that. looking like a snake, sort of like mm. filling up with venom. Yeah. Because it just does something. Oh, the, the two are very different. Sometimes the smell is disgusting, but the, the taste is beautiful. It's actually... I had it once on a pizza, and so if I picked the blue paint out of it, it was all right. So the actual cheese itself is quite interesting and tasty. But so it's the, the veins? It's the paint. Yeah, because they put bloody... Um, don't they put metal wire in it to rust? Isn't that how they get the, the mould on it? I don't think so, no. I've yeah, not I heard think that's that. how they do it. Well, who's doing that to my cheese? Well, whoever makes Stilton and stuff like that. Well, that's the French. No, Stilton's not. Is it St- is it French, Stilton? I thought it was Rockfort or something like that. Right, I you're right. Well, who do I blame here? Clearly, whoever, I need to write to... Whoever decided to put metal rods through cheese. You can but check how that, else, actually. How else would you get that? How else would you... I, yeah, I'm going to check that just in check case. Check that. But, just have a check of that. Make sure I'm right. Check. Right, but fact but checker. Who, right, okay, we'll we'll have a quick check. Yeah. Presumably, there's a different way to get all the nice stuff in there, the veiny bits. Presumably, there's a better way than sticking rusty nails in it or whatever. I don't see that. <laughs> I don't. Do you know what? That might be a man in the pub. I I don't even know if that's <laughs> if that's. Right. I'm sure I saw. You know, BBC Two in the afternoon used to do those lovely things, mm. whereby you'd have like an old bloke doing a herb garden in a, a an old manor house. You know that sort of show. Yes. And proper. it was kind of like, oh, now we're going to go down the truckle and see how they make cheese and yes. stuff like that. So it, it might be something like that. I saw it on, but on the other hand, it just might be some fella in a pub yeah, when I was possible. down in Shepton Mallet in the Pear Tree during Glastonbury. Mm. I don't oh. know. Oh. I don't know. Um, but it's filth anyway, and you shouldn't eat it. Oh, it's, a, it's addictive. But you've made yourself like it, haven't you? It's like, because I love olives, and, pe- and, and I do recall not. Well, I suppose, broadly speaking, I made myself get into olives. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I possibly have. Maybe about five years ago, I would have absolutely said, no, absolutely not. But I thought I would probably like it at some point. 
Right. And I've had a few things like that. The Archers is another example. I've wanted to listen to The Archers since I was about 14, but hated it. Now, one day, it's going to click here, and you're going to suddenly go, oh, I'm, I'm devoted to this now. And it happened when I turned about 40, maybe, something like that. And suddenly, I was, oh, I listened to The Archers, and it's brilliant. It's the same with cheese. It was always disgusting, disgusting. Oh, I like that. It's very nice now. So I don't know if I'm convincing myself. Yeah, or if I'm it not is entirely certain. I'm not suggesting it's a premonition or something, but um... but but we eat some filthy things, human beings. Have you seen that Norwegian can of rotten fish that they eat? No. And there's a challenge on the internet, no doubt, by people who enjoy Scouse Terminator videos, and they get a can of this stuff and they open the can and literally the saliva. It's like that pre-vomit thing. It's like just the smell when they open the can. Uh, okay. Exactly. But people try and eat it and they're just like, oh, spray! Because oh, they no. just can't eat it. It's, but the Norwegians can eat it. The, I mean, they it's a delicacy to them. Then let them. Let the Norwegians yes. eat it. We, we don't have to be dickheads and go, well, the Norwegians eat this and they like it. It makes me vomit, so film me. I don't want to see that. There's almost silly challenges on the internet, isn't there? The spoonful of cinnamon and all that business. Oh, all that nonsense. I'll tell you what, though. Do you remember that? Who's that? Dickhead off the telly. Oh, Mike Parry. Mike Parry. Right. Right. Yeah. And he does it, and he <laughs> nearly dies. It's it's quite amusing, actually. He's like, oh. because <laughs> 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 like, he fucks you right over the cinnamon stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll have a look for that one. I mean, I, yeah. obvi- I I can't say it's it's common and all that sort of thing, unfortunately, because this week I've enjoyed a film. I told you about yesterday, which is uh, a weakness of mine. Mm. The new Jackass film is out. Wow, this I magical! Tell you what, this is mad. This is like catching oh. you with a rent boy with the, I know. with the parishioners' funds they've raised for a new wing at the local hospital. This is stuck scandal. at the bottom to keep stuck it right safe. Up. Yes, no, yes. I know. This is scandal. I can't. I can't offer any explanation, my lord. Um, it's just. It's wonderful. And I, you know what it is? I don't know what it is, right? But what I loved about this is now they're all in their 50s. So they're still doing the same stupid shit, but they've yeah. white hairs, white beard, and they're still. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I, maybe it's the fact that I enjoy people in pain. That's not what I mean. But maybe. No, I think you. I think you're onto something there because I, I used to love you've been maimed when that was on, and there was oh, yes. one. There was one clip that I, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. I couldn't stop <laughs> laughing, and it was this woman who's behind a bar. It's one of them security cameras. You might have seen it. You know they have behind bars, and somebody opens the cellar door, and yes. one leg, and she just goes down the stairs, and everyone in the audience when it goes, just yes. pissing themselves and shit, and then they cut to her sat in the studio, she's like, that's not funny. Yes. I was in hospital for three months in traction. Everyone's like, Aah! you know, Tom O'Connor used to do about a bit about you know sort of uh, if somebody breaks the leg, you know, we we think it's the funniest thing we've ever seen, you know. <laughs> and there true. is that, there is that with Jackass. I mean, mm. we do. I I've not seen the new one. Oh. I I didn't enjoy Jackass Four because of that boring dressing up as an old man shit that uh, Johnny Knoxville does. It's like, oh god, this. It's yeah, no, no, but, but there's a little bit of that, but it's literally yeah. about one minute long. 
That's mm. it. And it is actually that that sequence is very good. I think technically some of the work that they do in this one is is lovely. But yeah. I also appreciate the fact that I'm seeing people getting injured as well. It's there is there is something delightful yeah, we, about it. We that. do, we enjoy it. I mean I suppose we feel safe watching it in that environment because we know that they wouldn't show us anything too spicy. Well, yeah, but there's always going to be die. something. No, no, that's true. But there's always going to be one or two bits which I think will get you personally where they will do that thing that you personally don't like yeah. or I personally don't like. So, for example, I, people being sick is my favourite thing. Oh, no. In, in the world ever since uh, um we went on a on a family holiday to not torquay but down that way um yeah. and they were discharging raw sewerage into the sea was this um, recently surprisingly it's been going on a while stopped for a while so it's it's making a comeback <laughs> yeah though. um back, back but, to the 80s oh yes but um i didn't go in the sea but my brother and the daughter of this family we'd gone did um and the next day my brother, I mean, the noises were absolutely magnificent. Just, it was a combination of moaning and vomiting and these toilet noises. I almost died. Uh, I, right, I, I was yeah. literally rolling on the ground, unable to contain myself with sheer glee. And ever since then, if anyone's ever sick, I'm the worst person there because I, I will just laugh at I you. Do, I do find it funny. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought you were going to go to the other extremity then. I once knew a man who swam in the sea and, and inhaled a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It got in his lung. Oh, no. Oh, turd lung. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It did quite a bit of damage. I didn't know you could well, inhale a turd. Imagine he nearly drowned in shit. Yes, he did. Like he did. in like in some public information film from yes. the 70s. Yes, yes. Watch out. There's a turd about. I remember when we went the baths as kids. You remember we used to go the baths with school? Mm. And we all had to wait to get in because the lifeguard was in there. with You remember the little shitty fishing nets kids used yes. to Yes. And he yeah. was in there sort of swimming around with one of them to catch an errant turd. Oh, no. And then we all got in. Well, of course, yeah. Let's I remember at our school. Chlorine um, kill it. Well, yeah, we got told that uh, they'd put something special in the water so that if anyone did a piss, it yeah. would just show up as green. Yeah. I remember that. I suspect it was a complete lie. But no, they from can that do point, that. Really? They can do that. Yeah. I don't think anyone dared just in case after that. No, I mean, they, they can put a dye in the water that's oh, yeah, activated yeah. by uh, um, piss, mm, I But I think the moment that we were told that had happened, we just went... Ooh. No, no, nobody's well, going to do that. But. No, of course not. Of course not. Mm. I'll go and stand near the the boy who smelled of wee, and yeah. then it'd be him anyway. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Weren't me? It's him, yeah. mate. Yes, yeah. he always does it. Says he likes it, Miss. Yes, yes. yes. Michael Hampton in my school's <laughs> case, as I recall. Yes, I'm trying to remember now. I just had the name Andrew Furclough. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also I smelled of wee in games. Yeah. Oh, he was wonderful. I remember he shat once in the swimming pool. Then another time when we were in metal work, just doing metal work, suddenly he threw up and sprayed absolutely everywhere over everything. And then, <laughs> and then another time we went to Warwick Castle on a trip. And who should tread in dog shit but him? And the whole coach was just in bulk from the hot from Warwick <laughs> back to Liverpool, just laughing. <laughs> Oh, with oh. a song that was created, which was Mikey's got dog shit on his shoe. On his shoe! And it, oh, it was... Teachers singing it and everything. Oh, pretty much, yeah. Mr. Owen, who, as I recall, was this 
Welsh maniac with a big perm and a moustache. He looked like when they showed members of the IRA on television. He looked a bit like that, but Brilliant. he was Welsh. Oh, he would have joined in. He was a oh, he was a hugger. Oh, yeah. oh lovely. My. Yeah, yeah one of those well, teachers teacher. terrified of. But my yeah, God, yeah, I was terrified of all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. They were all bastards, weren't they, back then? We can't no. get away with that sort of thing, dear. No, not allowed. No, not at For all. For some reason. No. So you're still on the man vape, I see. Plugged oh, in, yes. no less. Plugged in, just about charged up. Still on the man vape, of course. Yeah, Whereas Saturday, you are not, are you? No, I, it's Saturday I went for a lady vape. I ordered a new vape and um, mm. I, on the people's, um, you know, the destroyer of the world on Amazon's website. I ordered They've one done well my... out of you this week, haven't they? Uh, They've done okay. I blame you for this. Oh. Um, and I ordered one on there, but it said it'll be here tomorrow. Um, but cleverly, when you go through it, if you don't double check, they'll push you on a few days. Yes. Because you can still tick tomorrow. So I'm still waiting. So I thought I'd treat myself to a lady vape. No, and, and And have a Saturday morning bit of a probrium off the man in the shop. Mm. Was As, he happy uh, to see you? No. <laughs> no, he never is. No, 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 no. He never is. I always say thanks, mate. Ta-ra when I'm leaving. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Silence. Just my footsteps. Yes. That's all I hear. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm, oh, awesome. I'm I'm expecting good things of this new vape. I've bought some CBD oil for it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, now that should yeah. be interesting. I've I've got the spray and I've got patches as well. I've got CBD patches. Any good? Yes, that, the patches are very good. You just pop one behind the ear. Yeah, and you know, turns the volume down quite really. Nicely, I find. Yeah, really. Oh, I'll have to and get some of those. Then. They are worth a look. But uh, anyway, no. So even though I didn't get that nice thing, I have had a nice thing this week. Ah, lovely. One Go very on, save nice the thing. show, dear. Uh, I shall give it a go. Um, which is uh, just occasionally when you're on the internet. I, you don't need this because I do this for you. But occasionally you're on the internet and someone will post something and say, "This is brilliant. Get this." So um, that's happened this week with uh, someone who said, um, "Lawrence of Arabia on Blu-ray. Get it." And I'm like, okay. So yeah. I've got that. Haven't watched it yet. Um, but dear, oh dear. on the Twitter, uh, someone advertised uh, a magazine, a new magazine, and it's an independent magazine. Mm. And I love an independently published magazine. Ah, yes. uh, Here we are, Tudor Places. Um, This is lovely stuff. This is absolutely gorgeous. I'm about halfway through this. Um, And I am going to subscribe. I'm going to have to. So uh, it's a a lovely magazine, which basically um, it's Tudor Places, obviously, as the title suggests. But then they tell you the stories about the building, who's lived there, what happened to them. And it's it's basically a magazine of gorgeous contextual stuff, Um, but written beautifully. Um, And then I saw that issue two features um, Nonsuch Palace, Ah. which is, I love, I love it because, of course, it's not there. Yes. Um, th- that idea that there was somewhere so grand and so ridiculous that it was named Nonsuch because people believed there could never be such a place as this uh, as this uh, castle. So, is this the thing that, that they constructed that went into the field, or is this the gate on the bridge? Because this... I always get mixed up. Well, Nonsuch. It's one of Henry VIII's main Yeah, but palaces. wasn't it a get? Okay, I-, I get mixed up with. Is it the cloth of the field of gold? Oh, were they on. constructed like out of wood and stuff? A, a grand palace. Um, that wouldn't have been Nonsuch. Nonsuch right. was a proper 
little fortress, really. Okay, um, I am getting mixed up. Uh, right, but if you look at the pictures of it, the, the architectural drawings still exist. Right. And if you look at them, it is ridiculous what they're trying to build. It's it's like something from, you know, if they were from the art design workshop on Game of Thrones. It looks spectacular. Right. But um, not a trace of it exists now. It was just demolished. It was taken down. Things were used, appropriated for other things. Yeah. And suddenly, we know where it was. You've got the footprint of it. Gone. But, um, yeah. But uh, this magazine, even if... Because the Tudor period's not my personal favourite, I've got to say. More of a, no. more of a Jacobite. But, um, ah, yes. But... This is a, it's a lovely thing. And I think the fact that it's independently published, it's not a big magazine firm who churn them out. Yes. It's uh, it's an independent magazine. So um, I would suggest that you have a look on Twitter at what they do. Um, Tudor Places. Tudor Places. I think it's at Tudor Places, I think. Um, have a look on Twitter and, you know, sling up some cash. Because it's a lovely, lovely publication. Have you ever That's seen those nice Tudor houses in Walthamstow in London? Mm-hmm. That's insane how that's there. Yes, it's absolutely insane that you've just got those left. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Market Garden of London, as Walthamstow was known. Yeah, but you've got, um, well, Speak Hall in Liverpool. You know, you've got Liverpool grown up and suddenly there's this giant Well, that's the, um, the, the most um, well-preserved long gallery, isn't it, in the country? It is, yeah. Well... I'm trying to think, is it or because there's one at Hampton Court, but I don't know which is longer. It's probably actually. I seem Speak to remember Hall. Speak Hall being the longest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful, and of course there's that story. There was a, a woman who threw herself from the window with her baby that everyone gets told in the tour guides, and I know this. This is lovely. The tour guides still say the same thing, which is when you're about to leave that room after they've told you the story that it's haunted, they say, "But don't be the last person to leave the room." And then Fantastic. they walk out. Now, I remember that line from when I first went from when I was about six and thinking, oh, I'm going to stay. And when I went about three years ago, same line. The Fantastic. same line is Handed down. Handed down by them. Absolutely. The and, and the effect on the kids. And you can see the one obstinate little bugger like me. who's like, I'll wait. Lovely. Oh, yeah. We would have liked to have seen a ghost. Mm, I've, I've never seen a one yesterday. One, but... Did you? I thought I did. I was in my graveyard um, contemplating and I thought I did. But that's it. That's the story. Someone I think I did. I don't know. I think I did. Go on. What's yours? So when I was, I think I've told it you before. When I was Mm. working in a pub, it was my first job and it was the new inn in Hale Bank and we'd locked the other side door and there was only one door out. That's That's how they used to do it, didn't they? probably still do shut half the pub down and make you all walk out the same way so they can clean yeah and i was shouting through to the old <laughs> bloke it's like come on come on come on and then the next thing he'd gone mm. and then it was like well i would have had to let him out the one door this side so where's he gone check the bogs no not there and then the landlord came down and it was like uh blah blah, blah old bloke that, oh you yeah you've just seen old jack it was like oh right okay and i, I and i saw an old bloke in a flat cap with a pint Blimey. So that's what he said to me. But there was a few odd things happened in that. Well, well, think oh. about it like this: Is there another explanation? If because if you've been locking up, if there's no other explanation, if you eliminate the what's what's that Sherlock? Holmes eliminate thing? the impossible and whatever remains, no matter how implausible, is the truth. There you go. I know. I know. I, I mean, I, unless it was him fucking with me, the landlord. Well, you know. but who? 
what putting a flat cap on and sat there like Albert Tatlock. It's unlikely yeah, that he didn't look like that. He he was a big fat bloke, the landlord. I probably would think the ghost is more likely. I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? It's I think I think you've mentioned that, and I've probably mentioned uh, the Triangular Lodge down near Peterborough. Um, this amazing old building. And once when I went into the basement of it, I became aware, I didn't see anything, but I knew there was a child who was scared in the basement. Mm. And I knew it was to do with the Civil War. And I hadn't been drinking. I just knew that. I'm not saying I was doing a Derek Akora or anything like that. But <laughs> I, I kind of knew it. And so I instinctively went and I remember I took a 20p piece out of my pocket and I thought, well, I'll leave it on that window, that high window up there. So, so I went over. Well, it was that, something like that. So I went over with the 20p and I put it up onto the ledge and then I felt, well, I can feel something. And there were other 20ps there. Wow. That's cool. So Don't you know. went and got a load of ice cream. I took the lot, absolutely, because a ghost does not need currency. No, 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 no. no. What would they Keep do with, with it? Exactly. Flick it at tourists. Yes. That's no it. doubt, so, yes. But they're, I mean, they're what we've got, I suppose, in both cases. It's spot the old stone tape theory, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah. I'd go along with that. Mm. I'd go along with that. I mean, what they've sussed out with those old stone circles and stuff like that, the way mm. the magnetic fields are on them. It's you know, fascinating. And that's it? when yeah. they say, why did they drag this stone from hundreds of miles away when there's bloody big stones there? It's like, well, they don't have the magnetic properties. Mm. You know, that's that was obviously important in the construction of this thing. Absolutely, yeah. You know. And is that where we come up towards ley lines and that sort of thing? I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm into the old ley lines, and scientists say no. But the, there's a lot of alignment on the Earth, isn't there? You've got the you've got Karnak in France, which is aligned with Stonehenge, which is also aligned with Karnak in Egypt. Yeah, but that probably depends on where you're stood looking. No, you can draw a direct line. Yeah, but I could probably draw a direct line between Stonehenge and my house. You can with two things, but when it's like a number of things in a straight line. Well, I could just go Stonehenge to my house. There's a line. Work my house to Edinburgh Castle. I yeah, but it's got to be it. a straight line from point to point. Well, then it I'll just find deviate. a straight line. Well, all right, I'll just go from my house to the first thing. With the greatest there. of respect, dear, your house yeah. is not Stonehenge or Karnak in France or Karnak in Egypt. We don't know what's beneath it. Nigel we Neal would have said that. Don't. No. We actually don't. Probably a load of 20 okay. pences, knowing you. Actually, no, we do. There's a massive sewer pipe. I wanted to extend and I got told no. Ah, oh, you see. That'll be where the BBC get all their new programmes from. Oh. And does it go out to see this pipe? Um, I don't know. I haven't thought Probably. 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 Not be... my fault if they turn the taps on and don't, don't do that. There'll be jobs. a man breathing your turds in as we speak. <laughs> oh, oh. No, yeah, it's grim. Well, that is grim. The, the, the guys, whoever owns uh, Zoom, are telling us that we've only got four minutes left. So. Rude. I'll yes, I know. Any yeah. nice things on the agenda? We've got to go back to work for a full week this week, so I hope to you've got your I Spy head oh, on. Oh, my I Spy <laughs> head is on. So, no, the, uh, the well, I do have a nice thing, presumably now turning mm. up on Monday, but I'm not going to be here, of course, on Monday, so then that means Tuesday morning, travelling in the other direction from work to pick it up. But, um, yes, I'm going to be getting uh, the lovely Monique from uh, Secret Army, uh, yeah, yeah. Angela Richards. Uh, and Monique was a singer in the cafe. Of course, Secret Army, which was basically, its reputation hello, hello. was just destroyed by Hello, Hello. I know. It's crazy because I only saw Secret Army after Hello, Hello, and it was just like, Jesus Christ, they completely... 
and totally just took it all. Yeah, I mean it's, it's just the same thing, but with jokes. That's it. And suddenly, well, we can't repeat Secret Army then. Oh. But, I know, I can imagine they feel like that, but... Yeah, but anyway, so there was an album uh, released, which is uh, An Evening at the Café Condide, and it's just songs from that period, sung by uh, Angela Richards, who played Monique, with the same with Ken at the piano, who's credited on the episodes as the pianist, and it's a lovely BBC Records and Tapes, and I'm oh, looking forward to yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, oh. that's nice. That's that's, so nice. that's rare groove for you. Oh, that's been meant to condition. Apparently, yes. so. I need to yeah. buy more things. Are you getting anything? Is there anything on the horizon buying? No, just that Sherlock Holmes book, which will be I don't know when it's released. I keep buying. I, I, there's another one I bought that you told me to. I don't know what it is. These books are I'm like, oh yeah, right, okay. <laughs> I remember. I remember now. Yes. Something yeah. from Ten Acre, no doubt, or uh, someone else. The things I really want, we've got two minutes left. The things I really want, I can't have. Like the, is it, how do you pronounce it? Terraqueous or something? Oh, <coughs> they, they reproduced, oh, well, they didn't. They created those unofficial Doctor Who annuals for oh, right. 1970 and 1987. And oh, forget it. You're not going to go. No. Cost a fair bit, those ones. You see, I was pissed all them years and missed them being released. You have no excuse, however. No, I don't, actually. But you also want a hurdy-gurdy, of course. Oh, I want a hurdy-gurdy. Oh, gotta have one. Gotta have mm. one. There will be one being purchased, I'm afraid. There will be. So. It's I so good, so. isn't it? It's Beautiful so sound. Oh, God. That video we watched yesterday, the, put it, we'll have to put it on the Twitter for the boys yes. and girls. But, yes. Oh, beautiful Stunning. sound. Wonderful. Oh, I love yeah, it's, it's out of this world to think that it's um, 800 Medieval. years it's, old. That's it, that they would have heard that sound. What, in the 1200s? It's oh. Medieval. And, and, and it, prior to it, there was that thing called the Organium, or whatever it was called, which was the same thing but on a grander scale, with one guy turning the handle and the other one operating the keys. That's right. There was also a cat piano, very briefly in France, wasn't there, where you had live cats inside a piano and it hit them with hammers. Um, operated but, by Terry Jones. There, was, there you go. No, no <laughs> apparently it's a genuine thing. It was, I think it was on QI. That oh, that was, uh, wow. So maybe, but maybe go with the hurdy gurdy rather than the cat piano. Let's yeah. go with the hurdy gurdy, yeah, and yes. uh, we would better as we're running out of time. Wish you all at home a very lovely week, and mm -hmm. uh, until the next time. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>